it's David Oaks. Glad you tuned in today to the Visionary Fundraising Podcast for Nonprofits. We are talking about the five attributes that make up this visionary superpower. Today, we're going to cover two of them, and we'll cover the rest in uh, the next podcast or two. So glad you're here today. It's going to be good. heard about a coach who gathered his team for the first meeting of the year. The players came expecting a chalkboard session followed by an initial practice, but they walked into a locker room filled with fancy tables, linens, and silverware. In the meeting, players learned the proper etiquette for fancy meals over a multi-course meal. The coach explained, guys, they always invite the championship team to the White House for dinner. We have to be ready. It fired the team up. It was a hoped-for future that the dinner vividly brought into the present. And there's our first characteristic of this visionary superpower. Visionary fundraisers take some hoped-for future and vividly bring it into the present. Visionary fundraisers take some hoped-for future and vividly bring it into the present. It is visionary when a leader reaches into the future and grabs the vision for a hoped-for future and invites people to make sure they are a part of it by taking some action today. Don't fool yourself. Seeing the future is difficult. Being a visionary is even risky. But when we as leaders risk and articulate a preferred future, we live saying, I can more than I can't, or we can more than we can't. We embrace it's possible more than it's impossible. We say yes more than no. We embrace why not more than why. Fundraisers who see their missions fully funded They work hard to open their eyes to that hoped-for future, and they see this as their core task. Their job is to clearly articulate a preferred future. And the better you become at articulating a hoped-for future, the more money you will raise. So that's characteristic one of this visionary superpower. Visionary fundraisers take some hoped-for future and vividly bring it into the present. Number two, this will be all we'll have time for today, but number two is visionary fundraisers describe a world where their mission is no longer needed. Listen, describing a current problem as solved in the future, it makes you visionary. Ordinary people and ordinary fundraisers, they only see problems, but visionaries, they see and describe solutions. Describing a world where your organization no longer leads money, it takes faith, confidence, and even a proven plan. Describing a current problem doesn't require a gift, but seeing that problem solved, it requires a special ability, a special visionary power. A vision is what the world would look like if what you're doing fixed the problem that you're you're tackling. What the world would look like when the injustice you're addressing no longer exists, that's a vision. It is a picture of the future you're trying to create and what life will be like when you get there. Seeing the world where you solve the problem that you address, it's attractive to donors who have the resources you need to make that happen.
When visionaries need resources, donors show up in spades. The hoped-for future that you articulate, it should be bold and visual, energizing as many of the five senses as possible. Visionaries practice and perfect the ability to describe the warm glow of accomplishment, the thrill of victory, and even the agony of defeat. It motivates people to help you make it a reality when you see and feel the brighter future that you describe. Your visionary ability becomes a magnet that draws donors toward the future you articulate. Powerful visionaries motivate, excite, and energize people. The hoped-for future that you articulate, it draws people into a common and exalted purpose. Not only do they give their time and talent, they will freely and gladly, happily give you their treasure. When visionaries need resources, they see them in their future and they start talking about them as if they're already here. They describe how they feel and how they impact people. Polished visionaries narrate the excitement of that hoped-for future and bring it into today. Jews, Christians, and Muslims all agree that Abraham is the patriarch of their religion. How did one man come to have such influence? I believe it's because he was a visionary. One ancient prophet describes Abraham as someone who called those things that are not as though they already were. Visionaries talk about a hoped-for future as though it's already real. Being a visionary creates tremendous enthusiasm and releases explosive energy in the present around the desired future for your organization. Visionaries capture and maximize the special uniqueness of their organization's vision. Not their mission, but their vision. This uniqueness draws people in and inspires them to commitment and involvement. Hey, the Alzheimer's Association understands this. What they do, their mission is to facilitate the important work in providing Alzheimer's care and support accelerating research. But their vision, what they dream of accomplishing, it's not what they do. Their vision is what the world will look like if everything they fund works. Want to know what their vision is? Here it is. It's so short. It's so memorable. Here's their vision. A world without Alzheimer's. What? That's a vision I want to help them to accomplish. Describing the world where your mission, what you do, is not needed makes you a visionary and attracts the resources that you need. Wow. In the book Waking from the American Dream, Don McCullough writes that during World War II, England desperately needed to increase its production of coal. So Winston Churchill called together the labor leaders to enlist their support. At the end of his presentation, he asked them to picture a parade that he knew would be held in Piccadilly Circus after the war. First, he said, would come the sailors who had kept the vital sea lanes open. Then will come the soldiers who had come home from Dunkirk and then gone on to defeat Rommel in Africa. Then would come the pilots who had driven the Luftwaffe from the sky. Last of all, he said, would come a long 
line of sweat-stained, soot-streaked men in miners' caps. Someone would cry from the crowd, And where were you during the critical days of our struggle? And from 10,000 throats would come the answer, We were deep in the earth with, with our faces to the coal. Like Winston Churchill, insightful, visionary fundraisers who see their mission funded understand the power of describing a world where their mission is no longer needed. With descriptive words, Churchill described a world filled with victory parades where the priority for increased coal production was no longer needed. He gave his country a vision of victory, victory, victory. Why would exceptional leaders need to clarify and clearly define a world where their organization or mission is no longer needed? Because this future-looking ability, it's the essence of vision. Martin Luther King understood this when he vividly described the day when the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners sit down at the table of brotherhood and little black girls join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. Dr. King worked hard to describe the day when his mission would no longer be needed. Vision is the world you would have to see for your nonprofit to no longer be necessary. A world where your mission is no longer needed, that world is attractive to your donors, and that visionary world is attractive to them to give their resources to. All right, that's the first two characteristics of of what it means to be a visionary fundraiser. Uh, Come back next week and I'll share with you more. Until then, don't forget who you are. You're amazing. You're a visionary and you see a world that doesn't exist and you're calling that future world into the present. That's why it's so difficult, but you're using your visionary superpower to do that. All right, till next week, I'll see you then. Thank you.